haven't talked about it, but I would think the common theme for us was there were those years, maybe specifically high school, where we had a dipping point in our lives as far as our faith goes, or more of a it's called character character development. It's called that. We had a point where we went through some stuff, a lot of lot of stuff, and it built us. It really made us who we are today, strong in the faith, mentally strong now too. Definitely. And I gotta say, like, I don't want to blame anybody, but the people we surround, we were surrounded by, they definitely had an influence on us. I remember, like, people always used to say, "You are who you're surrounded by." And me, I was like, no, I'm different. I'm strong-minded. I'm not going to let the influences of my uh, peers uh, change my life. But it turns out that's what got me suspended. And as I got older, I realized people around me, they are who actually make me. <clears throat> I may have, like, I may have multiple groups of people that I surround myself by, but they definitely do make who you are. And... Always last for years of last few years of college. <clears throat> um, I've lost a lot of relate relationships, friendships that like developed over a span of six months to a year, and some of them I like look like at, when it happened, like when it ended. I just look back and I was like, what what is going on here? Uh, some of them, I'm glad that they fell off because, to be quite honest, some people, like, everything happens for a reason, but there's some people you need to have. just wish I never met them. Uh, some some people I met, like, caused different things to happen in my life. Some people, I think, were just being dramatic either way. Like, I'm glad that certain people have fallen out my life because the people that are still here, the people that are to come are the ones that I want, the ones that have made the best out of me. And I hope that I'm making the best out of them too. And since I'm already talking about college, I'll go and shift to college. Uh, I know Vegas is called Sin City, but Every single college campus in this world is the center point of sin. Even though the world is sinful, if you were to put that energy in one place that isn't named Las Vegas, I would put it on any college campus you come across. Whether it be drugs, alcohol, sex, violence, there's there's just a bunch of bad. And I think this is... This is what I would quote unquote call the real world, a real test of the real world. I know people always used to say, you like, you gotta be ready for the real world, even though I'm living in a world that is real. I'm just in school under the care of my parents and still am under the care of my parents. But like, this is where you get independent, this is where you decipher what's right and what's wrong, this is where you make your own independent decisions on a daily basis because there's no parents to be found. For some people across the across the, um, the country, <clears throat> so there's been a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff, heard a lot of stuff. It's just, the stuff you see in college really really determine what happens over the next few years of of your life if you make the right decisions. Uh, there have been temptations, I will say. There's been temptations to indulge in things I shouldn't have, that I shouldn't indulge in. But 
me being a man of God, I've never been to a party. I've never been out on the weekends. And it's for two reasons. One, because I don't want to. And two, because I know that's not good for my soul. If I'm surrounded by a bunch of drunk people, a bunch of people trying to have sex, then I'm going to be tempted to do the same thing. So me sitting in my room every weekend, avoiding all the demons out at night, that's that's been beneficial for me. Like People say, Nate, you're lame because all you do is sit inside, play video games, watch Netflix, blah, blah, blah. But to me, this is fun. This is life. Like, Monday through Friday, more like Monday through Thursday, because my Fridays are free. It's like homework, homework, grind, uh, whatever you're doing. Just grind it out. And you get to the weekends, and I'm just sitting here in this exact position, most likely, unless I'm at the gym or something. And I do that because I want to protect my soul. I want to guard my heart. You know, I know my heart is guarded because I know the word. I'm close to God. The devil still attacks me. Uh, I just want to stay away from all those bad spirits. Uh, what I will say, well, obviously, since I'm a public, big public school, I will say I'm very appreciative of the organizations that college campuses have that are dedicated dedicated to not just Christianity but any religion. We've got the one for Muslims, one for Islam, same thing. Uh, got the Christian groups. I think we have a Jehovah's Witness group. Bad thing about college is you can have a organization for anything. So there's like some college, there's like some group here that like says God is a woman, but you know that's not true. But I'm thankful that there are those resources in this dark area uh, that's scattered around our country. I do talking about discipline again. I do wish there was more disciplinary action taken. Uh, not just like to shape our to carve out our minds and our decisions but just like for safety purposes like remember my freshman year I've been getting these emails recently but I'll constantly get emails every day talking about some new sexual assault case sexual offender case and I remember there was one time where this guy assaulted his RA and got arrested for it got a whole police case and stuff and he got kicked out of that specific dorm, got put on the floor of my dorm, and I found out nothing happened to him. All he did was get that police case, get kicked out the dorm, no sort of disciplinary action. So, like, I, in my opinion, I think it's a mighty reason. I think that because if they were to discipline every single person that got got doing wrong, they might make half the money they do now. So, in my opinion, I think... Like, even with my high school, I think that's a money reason. Because my high school only had, like, 500 people. It's a private school. Everybody's paying, like, I don't know, $10,000 a year or a semester. I don't know. But if they, like, disciplined everybody that needed discipline, then they may not have any money. So that's kind of where what I think. I really, really wish, especially for the safety of women around here, like, I really wish people got disciplined more. You're, are you, are you in college? Were you at community college? Yeah, so I go to community college. This is my last semester. I'm kind of like behind, even though I wouldn't say I'm behind. It's everybody goes at their own pace, especially as an adult. But um, 
Um, so obviously I have a different relationship with the school right now because there's you know there's no dorm. So um, um, yeah, I mean for me, it's yeah I've been. It, I mean I feel like it's nothing new, you know, because like you went to private school in high school, but I went to public school in high school, so it's kind of like preparing you already for all this. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, more so, I mean, I guess the highlight of my time in college is just building a relationship with God. Um, you know, I've, and, you know, I've been faced with, like, adult decisions before I was an adult. I would say unfairly, because, you know, you, you want your kids to say kids as long as they can, you know, up until, you know, 18. Obviously, you got to prepare them for the real world. But, um... It was it was the decision really the most adult decision I made was just reading my Bible, being consistent. Um and um you know you write about like hanging out with people like iron iron sharpens iron. That's what the Bible says. So and I'm kinda glad I you know, the opportunity I had with school because I was able to cut a lot of people out from high school who weren't, you know, being beneficial to me at all. That were actually to my detriment. And you know, I wish them nothing but the best, but I don't. I don't need that in my life. You know, I really don't. Because um, you're right. Like the the people you hang out with will lead you into temptation, whether it's a good temptation of like you know I want to. I'm tempted to read my Bible, or I'm tempted to get drunk. I'm tempted to have sex. I'm tempted to do this, that, and the third. So yeah, um, but yeah, honestly, just really main highlight of college is uh, my relationship with God and being able to be comfortable in talking about it with people. I actually had a friend from high school, like she's she grew up Jehovah's Witness. And so now she's not really into it and I don't blame her. No offense to Jehovah's Witness out there. But um like she'll ask me, like, Well I don't understand this, I don't understand that and I I'm appreciative that she's actually asking me and willing to be like, you know, not instantly think of me as a bigot who disagrees with her in certain areas that you know the world would argue is right no she she um she's understanding you know she we we agree to disagree but if she asks me a question i'm going to answer it honestly um and i'm just thankful that i have those opportunities because you know i mentioned in middle school i passed up that opportunity but now I'm actively, like, being like, yeah, I was at, like, I talk about church a lot. And it's probably annoying to some people, but it, it's awesome because my church is so small, so we're, once again, like, a tight-knit group. But I talk about church a lot, and I just don't care. I'm like, yep, man, what happened was, you know, and I like sharing that, like, that church is fun. You know, it's not like, okay, we all dress up prim and proper. Like, I have fun. Like, I'm on the praise team, and there's a lot of laughing, and, of course, we're, 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 being reverence to God, but there's nothing wrong with, with laughing. Like actually, um, two Sundays ago, we were singing one song, and our musician Gary, he was about to take it up, and I, I couldn't. He was about to take it up a, an octave, and I couldn't go anymore. And so I, I gave him a look, and he's like, "I got you." And so, with no words being communicated, he's like, "I understand." So we, we finished the song, and right after, he's like, "I was gonna go up, but Zoe said no." So you know, I like being able to share. Like church is not like boo this is scary like hellstone brimfire you know be 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 afraid in the words of yoda be very afraid it's no it's relational and um 
it's just I don't know it's just crazy you know it's it's something else and I'm truly appreciative of it um, and of course like for this opportunity right here I'm appreciative to be able to share just how awesome God is and his love and his mercy I mean that's what I've been talking about on social media recently it's it's his love and his mercy that is just it endures forever and it's and it's crazy and I'm I think we're both living examples of how you know we were once spiritually dead or maybe we fell off we backslid um maybe we were like David but I feel like we both have a Psalm 51 heart where David says create in me a new heart restore the joy of my salvation and and because of that I just have the urge I have the desire and the inklings through Christ to say this is who God is and you should get to know him because I don't want you living a life separate from God is torture enough I'm not trying to scare anybody with saying that but I'm just saying living a, a life separate from God is torture enough and to feel his immense love and the peace that he brings it's something else you can't get it from this world like I love comic books I used to spend hours learning about comic books and and oh what does this character do and this and the third I still love comic books but not as much as I love the Bible. There, I can't find the same peace I find in comic books that I can find in the Bible. And, you know, it's crazy. I tried. During quarantine, yo, I know this is a tangent. But during quarantine, I read the new Teen Titans. If you watch Teen Titans, the cartoon show, that's basically the same thing. I loved it. I loved it. I love the characters. I talked about them on my podcast. But it's not the same. I don't get the same sense of peace in that that I do in the Bible. Since you brought the pandemic, I'll go ahead and say, oh, I'm muted, I'm muted, I'm muted, I'm muted. Okay, since Technical you brought the pandemic, I'll go ahead and say, uh, I'm glad. The pandemic, some people hate the pandemic, some people want to be out, uh, like, socializing stuff. I love the pandemic uh, for the right reasons. Uh, like, everybody was affected by COVID, you know, praying for them. But that's when I got into my weight loss transformation. That's when I got into my faith with God. That's when I started reading the Bible again. That's when I started going to Bible study, well, virtual Bible study, watching church uh, religiously every Sunday. So I'm glad that I had the time to myself in the pandemic to jumpstart my faith before I got to college. Because if I didn't, if I didn't have that, then I don't think I would be the man that I am today. If I didn't know, if I didn't come prepared for what's going to happen. Even though my parents, like, my parents prepared me. They they raised me right. But if I didn't have that faith to help me, then things would have gone differently. But, yeah, let's go and talk about chapel. Um, so you only had Witch Dream, so let's go and talk about Witch Dream. Like I said, I love how Witch Dream catered to us as children. I don't remember all of them, but I do remember they at least reached us in a way that some five-year-olds and all those other ages are supposed to remember or, like, receive it. They would make us laugh. They would sing the songs that we would like and get us to sing along. It was good. Like, no complaints about it, even though I don't remember any of it. It was good. (laughs) Yeah, I have, like, a couple memories. Like, I remember, I think it was... I think it was to the Osborne. I don't remember specifically, but this is when Obama got reelected. And I remember Homegirl pulled out the newspaper. She said, four more years. 
No, okay, like, that meant nothing to us as children, like, 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 politically wise, and I'm not going to have a political uh, conversation, don't get me wrong, but it was because of us being majority black that it stood out to me, or, or, or probably why she mentioned it, you know, and I, mean, it, I would say it, it stood out to me because of that, too. Um, but yeah, Minister Bailey, like, when he would play the piano, um, because I've, I've watched him my whole life play the piano, you know, so it's kind of just like a fascination, you know, I mean, my keyboard's right here, so it's like, you know, it's just like, in, I'm going to go off on a bit of tangent, but the fact that I've said this before at church, but the fact that I never expected to be here in the sense of I never expected that he'd be my pastor and that we're singing together every Sunday. You know, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's 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 wild. But um but yeah, with my dad, I remember him talking about fear fearing of God. And then well, first he said don't be afraid. And then the next slide was fear God. And then he's like but you just said don't be afraid Tudor Shepherd. What do you mean? And he didn't mean boo, peekaboo. It was more of have reverence for God. Respect him. And so that that stood out. And actually, of course, you you weren't here at this time. But my like, I did something with my dad for chapel. Like I spoke a little bit. I was a little shy. You know, I was like, <laughs> you know, I was nervous. Of course, I was like what twelve, eleven. So you know, but that you know, it kind of started me to where I am now, where I'm able to. I mean, this pod, with the podcast I have, Black Romans Pop Culture, where I'm able to verbalize myself. Of course, it's not specifically about the Bible. I had, I sprinkle some stuff in there, but um, you know, to speak, even like Wednesday, I spoke at church, just just talking about um, what the Bible says and how good God is and stuff like that. So, yeah, those are my memories of, of chapel and how they they uh, tie into um, me as an adult. So, you didn't, your middle school was, uh, uh, would stream to, well, no, not, no. Not, the, not the whole thing, no, no, no. So, you didn't have yeah, a Yeah, just, just sixth grade. So, it was just me, dang. Okay. Yeah, I have a different perspective. So, going to Reed Temple, like I said again, they catered well. I love that they separated, I don't remember what stream it is, but I love that they separated 5th to 8th from pre-K to 4th. Because uh, you would have the like pre K teachers like leading chapel, connecting with all those age ranges, getting the like younger kids involved. I think that was really cool. Maybe they're not going to retain the information, but you at least got them engaged. Uh, now with fifth through eighth grade, it was kind of the thing I didn't like was it was early in the morning, like. I wake up, I go to school, and then boom, chapel. I'm getting a Bible study lesson. What I did like is they they made they would make connections that we would understand. Like I remember uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. The trailer came out for like a little preview clip came out, and they used that uh, the part where Thor was like, "If any of you can lift my hammer, you can be worthy." And obviously, no none, none of them moved the hammer. And she like used Except that as a comparison. Yeah, slightly <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> but like she used it as a comparison. I don't even remember the comparison, but I just like that she used it. Like she would like they would like take like YouTube videos, like they would take things that we would watch, then and they would just like 
make a lesson off of that. Like if I was to take a video and decipher that for a whole Bible study session, something like that. So I love that they at least work to get the attention of the audience. And that's where we go to high school. I don't want to shame any of them. They put they played some beautiful songs. Not for me. Uh, not my kind of worship gospel Christian music, but they put their heart and soul into what they did. They worked to get some well-credited speakers to speak at chapel. But the transition from a black school doing black praise to a white school doing white worship, oh my gosh. I tell you, the, the napping urge, the napping temptation, bro, the, uh, you go from upbeat to... You know how to describe it. Hey, hey, even Thomas Jefferson said that black people and white people dance and praise a little differently. Well, even Thomas Jefferson acknowledged that, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not for everybody. It's insane. But I've seen like I've seen like uh I've seen like bigger churches like white pat like a whiter audience like they would be more upbeat and stuff like <laughs> I don't know what's going. On. I don't. I don't. Like I said, no offense to them. They they put good work and effort. Remember, the funny thing was, I think it was my sophomore year, they were like, they sent this poll out. They were like, why don't y'all like the worship music? What do y'all want to see differently? Because <laughs> they knew nobody liked it. And literally, the whole response was, be more upbeat and stuff. And they changed it. Not enough, but they made an effort. And I like that. Now, as far as the speakers, our senior Bible... uh our senior Bible teacher that wanted to talk apologetics, apologetic, apologetics. He was a he was a chaplain of the school. He was a basketball coach, senior varsity basketball coach, and he was a chaplain. So he would he was like the main person that spoke. Every now and then they would get these guest preachers, but no, it, it just didn't work. At least for me, at least like the fact that everybody's in there quiet, dead. Nah, like. They would get, like, old people that would just, like, stand there at the podium and talk for an hour. No offense to them, but, like, you're talking about, you're talking to teenagers in high school. You can't stand in one spot at the podium, speak in a low-tone voice, and expect to get your point across. No offense to them. Some people did pay attention. I, I applaud them. I paid attention. I applaud myself, too. But I'll tell you, there's a pastor, you've passed the name Sean McBride. He came, black man with dreads. Very good youth pastor. I don't know how famous he is, but I think he's relatively well known, at least in the DNV area. Very energetic, guys pointing across. The thing I didn't like when he preached was nobody else in the audience like matched his vibe. Like he preached like he was preaching at a black church that was gonna stop their feet at everything you say. But like I don't know. It was just an audience speaker misconnection. So that's just, like, my point is they did not cater to the audience enough. They did not make that connection enough. But what I've heard is these since I've left, since I graduated, these most recent chapels, they're getting a lot better. They're getting, like, younger people to preach that can relate more and get the point across better. And, like, when I went back, people were reciting, like, what the people would say in chapel. That's something that rarely happened from at least colored people at my school. So I'm glad to see that people are actually catching on and getting the point. Yeah, chapel. Um, last thing I want to talk about is we've talked about this the importance of deciphering 
the difference between the religion and the faith in Christianity, specifically in schools. Now, with my high school, I'd say they focus a little bit more on the information. Uh, with the apologetics, the Trinity, I feel like that's a lot. Of, they were heavy on the information, less on the faith, the relationship with God. My middle school, I'd, I'd say they were pretty 50-50. Wood stream, I don't even know what to say because like, I don't remember too much. But I, I just think like as like a final point to say like it's important to emphasize in schools that you got to make sure you preach uh, to your students the uh, importance of the, having the faith. Yeah, you need to learn about the facts, the details of what the Bible says and stuff like that. But the information is totally different from what you experience when you actually feel the kingdom of heaven. When you actually feel the love of God, that's totally different from what some facts about the about religion says. Because I can learn facts about Islam, but I could talk to somebody that is that does practice Islam and understand why they chose that faith, why they practice that faith, and understand the feeling that they feel as a result of participating in that faith. So, yeah, that's just my final point. Do you want to make no, another? Definitely. Do you want to make a clearer point? No, you, I, I think what you said is, is, is biblical. Um, when you said, you know, about, like, it being, like, relational and not just facts, it's uh, what Paul says in Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, yes, it's a, you got to learn. You got It's something that you need to learn, but faith comes by hearing. It doesn't say knowledge comes by hearing. It says faith. Now, obviously, you're learning through what you hear, but then, you know, in, in hearing by the word of God, that, that's, that's, that's something powerful right there. Um, and, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, I have a different experience because I didn't experience Christian school in, like, maturity. I mean, I, I wasn't even a teenager. You know, I was a preteen when I stopped going. So, obviously, I have a different relationship to it. But, um... And a, a much more deep-rooted relationship because you know my parents met at the school that I that I went to. Obviously, the church side of the school, but it's ingrained in me that school. Uh, my pastor, he's my past. My minister Bailey is my pastor now. I met him through the church side, but I got to know him more through the school side. Um, my, even my aunt works there. So, uh, but you know. And it, it's ironic how we talk about how building a relationship with God is... It, it's about building a relationship with God. But through building a relationship with God, I've built a relationship with you. I've built a relationship with, with our friend Dom, with other people that I never expected in a million years to reconnect with. But, you know, the Bible says that once with that, that when, when God has a... When he starts something good, he's going to continue it in you. And so I think this conversation right here and those that are listening whether they went to Woodstream or not or whether they went to the school that you went to or whether they went to the schools that I, I went to um, I pray that they can just see this I mean it, it's, this is live in color of how what a relationship with God does for you whether you went to a Christian school or whether you didn't go to a Christian school 